Welcome everybody for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations. Leanne Pilkington here with my very special guest and my very good friend, Carolyn Balderstone. Hello. 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 How are you? Good. I'm very good and great to be here. Thank yes, you so much. It's great. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get you here. It's been a busy <laughs> year, right? Yeah, it has. It's just flown. And 2019 has actually been a big year, but we'll get back to that. For those listening that don't know who you are and what you do, can you tell us a little bit about your real estate career and what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. So got into real estate late in my life, I guess. I was 33 and um, I joined First National in Manly. So I live on the Northern Beaches. And so I, I found myself at a point in time where I'd had a relationship breakdown, sold the house. Here I was at 33 renting a one-bedroom apartment and I'm like, how did my life yeah. end up here? How did I get to here? I'll bet you know those so many people have those moments. Yeah, because yeah, it was on a particular path yeah. and all of a sudden here I am. And so I, I had to look at what can I do to get things back on track yeah. for me because, you know, we've all got dreams and yeah. I needed to get something happening. So real estate j- just ticked a lot of boxes. I, I didn't do uni, so I, I thought real estate would be great. I can work hard because I've always been a hard worker. And so, yeah, I, I approached the office where I'd bought and sold my property yeah. and the agent there I had a brilliant experience with. So they didn't have a, a job, but then he called me two days later. He said, you know what, we think we need to give you a go. So yeah. I'm very thankful that they just backed me. Yeah, You know nice. what I mean? Just Absolutely. Out, of, out of the blue. Yeah. So I sold for First National for a couple of years. Yep. They then uh, were bought out and it became an independent. Okay. And then McGrath bought out, or the, the owners of the independent bought out the McGrath franchise. So I worked for McGrath selling in Manly for a few years, and then I made the move to Bell Properties. So yep. selling for 10 years Yeah, right. Okay. In, in Manly. Uh, great 10 years. I achieved a lot. I've worked very hard. Yep. Loved it. Lots of ups and downs through the, sure. as most agents have. And then what happened was towards the end of 2011, I had a couple of really, let's say, difficult clients. Right. And I was pretty burned out and and the CEO of Bell Property Nationally had approached me previously. I was going in doing little training sessions and things because I was constantly ranked in the top three agents for the group nationally. So, and I loved doing that and I found I was mentoring my co-workers as yeah, well right. and you know setting up role play sessions and yeah. really I was just naturally drawn to yep. doing that so when the opportunity came to join the corporate team and set up the the Bell Property Academy I pretty much jumped at it because I, I knew I needed to yeah it you needed a change I did and yep. and you know what Leanne the the indicator you know we'll have indicators where yep. you've recognize that I I will never forget my phone would ring and it would be my current vendors yep. and I'd internally groan yes and I hope none of my vendors are listening to this because <laughs> I really cared about them all but I was at that point yeah and I thought that is not that's good that's not good yeah I remember the point when I decided that I shouldn't sell real estate anymore and I was mm-hmm. in an open home and somebody said to me oh dear what's underneath the wallpaper and I said I'm tipping it's probably a wall <laughs> and so that was when I thought to myself well, oh no that kind of attitude may Maybe it's time for you to yeah. do something else. <laughs> right. And, yeah. it, you know, it, it creeps up, I think, yeah. because you're so busy. And so when I recognised that and this opportunity came up, yeah. just like you, I thought Perfect. I have to change because I, I didn't feel that I was doing the right thing by my clients feeling like that. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a two-year gig. Basically, right. that was January 2012. And right. I remember saying to Peter Hanscom, the CEO, I'll give you two years. Yep. I had somebody back in my office babysitting my database. Oh, really? Okay. Full intention to go back into selling because yeah, I loved right. it so much. Yeah. But I then found building the academy, we grew it with multiple coaches 
coaches and trainers and I just loved it. I did that for five years. Yeah, right, nice. And then I decided at the end of 2016 that I felt, or the beginning of 2017 actually, it was time to make a change. I handed the academy over and so then I went out a bit rogue. I went independent and I now coach and train under my little business called Being Bold and it's wonderful because I get to work with a diverse group of clients with, you know, different approaches yep. it's it's really expanding my knowledge of what can happen out there and how you yeah, can run a great business it would and i'm just i'm loving it so it'll be three years in march wow actually. that's gone that's gone really fast it hasn't has it? yeah well you'll remember because yeah, i, I spoke remember. to you very early on yeah, yeah absolutely that yeah. was when we really first connected was yeah. when you went out on your own yeah and so 2019 has was a year of change for you hmm. can you tell us a little bit about what actually happened what your thought process was how yeah. you're feeling and what you've done. Mm, Sure. Yeah, it's been an interesting year because uh, here you are setting up a business, all the self-doubt that comes with that, you know, Mm -hmm. can I do this on my own without a brand and all that sort of thing. And I found that I was always looking to grow and it's ironic because as a coach, one of the things I focus on is growth all the time. Yeah. So I was doing a lot and I've been very fortunate. I've had lots of business opportunities just come to me, which are wonderful people like yourself and so many people in the industry supporting me. So I was doing a lot. Yeah, I was doing lots of training. And I love training and I love speaking at events. And then I had all my coaching, my one-on-ones and my offices I was working with. And I realized that I needed to scale well, I felt I needed to scale. Because as they, you know, we always have the conversation around coaching, you're selling mm. your time for money and you've only yep. got a certain amount of time. So how do you scale? What do you do to leverage mm. your knowledge that doesn't need you to be there face to face? All the time. Yeah. Precisely. I was at a point where I was getting inquiries that I couldn't then service. Right. And so I thought, okay, I will build a program where it can be, instead of me one-on-one, it can be one-to-many. Because I do focus on a lot of similar things with my clients. Sure. So it's like a similar message. It's different when it's coaching because it's tailored, obviously, to the individual. It's always different. So here I was really at the beginning of 2019 thinking that's my next step. And, you know, I look at the competitors out there and there are phenomenal coaches who've been very well established. You've got, you know, Fegan, Panos, Michael Sheargold with what they do with RER. There's lots of coaches who've been around a lot longer than me and they have built big businesses. Yep. And I take my hat off to them mm-hmm. every day of the week. And so I just, there was like this compulsion that that's what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yep, I'll build this program, this platform. And I started to realize what it was going to take to do that. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying this because no disrespect to what anybody else does. And I, I do not want to be taken the wrong way when I say this, but I started to realize that there's all this marketing you have to do and yep. it's all these, you know, webinars and you've, because you get guidance, right, from digital sure. marketers and yep. you've got all these marketing, you've got to do free webinars and sell off the back of the webinars and yep. all this sort of stuff. And I don't know why or what, but it just started feeling off to me. Really? Yep. Not authentic to who you are and your values? <sighs> Look, I think so. And I don't, again, I don't want to dis... No, no, everybody's got their own journey and they do their own things. It doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean it's meant for everybody, right? Everyone's got a different road. Yeah. And I just, I didn't feel 
honest to yep. me. It didn't feel real to me. And so here I was building content. I'd employed people. Oh, wow. I'd have had contracts with digital marketers ready to go. I was about to sign on the dotted line for this big LMS system. Yeah, right. I'd invested a fair bit of time and money. Yeah. And... You know, we talk about a courageous conversation and I had to have one of those with myself because all this stuff then started coming up because people knew what I was doing and I'm like, well, they they think I've given up or does this mean I've failed? I've failed, yeah. And it was hard to really look at that. Yeah. And then I had to make very big decisions and I had a wonderful woman, Yvette, working for me and it was her 12-month anniversary, literally, and she was about to go into this new big project, which is what she was always wanting to do when she started with me. Yeah, right. And here I was having to decide to pull the pin. Oh, dear, that would have been tough. It was really hard. Yeah. Very hard. And so, you know what they say, in life often... The right decisions are the hardest. Yes, for sure. I really felt that and I can see why some people don't take that next step because of the emotions around it. But then I had to look at why am I actually doing this? And yes, I wanted to work with more people and help more people. But at the end of the day, if I was really honest, it was because I felt I had to compete with the others. I had to do as good as them. Otherwise, who was I? I was nobody. And very deep. Yeah. Good on you for going there. It was. That must have been a really difficult conversation to have with yourself. It was, really was. Even even now, talking to you about it, it's kind of part of me has been a little bit afraid to tell people that instead of scaling up, I've decided to scale back. Yeah, right. You know what? And I'll be really honest. You yeah. know why I feel difficult about that is because I think that people are going to go, oh, yeah, she just couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who cares what other people think? Well, yeah, right? And I say that to myself. Well, who cares? Yeah. But deep down, I do care. But you, do you care what everybody thinks or do mm. you care about the people that you value? Great distinction on yeah. that. I believe that I care about the people I value, yeah. but there is a small part of me that does care about what other people, what other people think. think. And that's this pride thing and, sure. and, and a bit of ego not being used the right way. And I'll yeah. be really open about that. I can recognise when that's what's driving me. Yep. And I, I pull my head in as quickly as I can. Because I don't, that shouldn't be important. And I know, you know, we say as we get older, we get more comfortable and we don't give a, we don't give a damn yep. what people think about us. Certainly it's less so now, but sure. it, there's still a little bit there. Still there. There really is. So that's a big thing for me to go, okay, really, does it matter? Yeah. And so I work on that a bit myself. So, and so once you made that decision, did you have that, oh, I can oh breathe goodness. now? Yeah, it was extraordinary. I'll share with you how I came to make the decision. Yeah, great. So I did a trip to the Northern Territory in yes, April. Yes, I remember, yeah. And I think that was the start of it. Right. I really feel that was the start of me really coming to terms with what I valued and what meaning in my life was because here I was in this incredible mm, place. Phenomenal. It really opened my mind. It really opens up your heart, actually, and it yeah. gets into your soul. And it, it affected me massively that trip. And so, and you have time as well mm, to be thinking mm-hmm. about stuff because you're not working and you're not busy doing. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely that. Yeah, and I loved it because I'm with Vodafone and they have a terrible service. <laughs> Sorry, Vodafone, but I thank them because yeah. I literally had no service, yeah, right. no contact. <laughs> And it's amazing what happens when you do get that time with yourself. Yes, and absolutely. We, we talk about building it into your life and people try, but it yeah. might be a half an hour here or whatever. So yeah. for me to have two weeks yeah. where I really was just me, my beautiful husband and just 
the space. It awakened things in me where I started to, I guess, work out the balance between what I now know is shifting from the ambition-driven world, which I have been in my entire life, how I'm wired, shifting from the ambition-driven world really into moving across down into the meaning driven world and I nice yeah and I don't know if it's because I'm you know I'm 52 next year I don't know if it's I'm halfway to my goal because yeah. I want to reach 100 oh do you yeah I do oh wow People I so don't crazy. anyway <laughs> I know I don't know why I do to me it's this this goal but I want to reach it in a healthy of way course. I want to be active and everything but yep. I don't know if it's that I don't know what it is but I've definitely come to the point where I'm letting go of the and we were speaking earlier, you know, the the, the comparison sure. trap. That was the start of it. And then I got really sick. Yeah, I remember. Recently. Yeah. And just with time, nothing major, thankfully, but it knocked me on my heels. And yep. that's when I actually said, wake up to yourself. What is going on here? Yeah. So I came back from a long weekend in October and I just made the immediate decision. I'm like, yep. you know what? Let it all go. Yeah, right. Wow. Pull the pin on all of it. So there are a number of people I had to speak to. I had a designer working on things, my graphic Mm. design. The number of people I had to speak to about this. Wow. You know what I love, Leanne? What? Everyone was doing high fives over the phone with me. They're all going, you know what? Go you. I wish I could. Had the courage. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to put words into their mouth, but no. that's what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. And so they were incredibly supportive, which just... That's nice. Boy, really, and I'm so fortunate to have so many incredibly supportive people. Yes. And this industry is amazing for that. It sure is. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I've got incredible people. Yeah. That was the really unexpected thing for me out of the Real Women in Real Estate Network. Mm. I just had no idea the friendships I would make and the relationships yep. and the connections that I would make literally around Mm. the country and even I was recently in New Zealand and that yeah has just been such a blessing that I was so unexpected though isn't that just beautiful it's It's fantastic life is so incredible and it's when you're open to that you know to talking to people and actually really getting to know people and I feel the same and I'm really thankful to to that group you started yeah yeah absolutely without you know it's not because I'm sitting here in a podcast with you but hands down my connection with you has been so pivotal to where I'm at right now oh thank you I mean that and all the people I have met and I was at an event a Christmas event last night just you know reconnecting with some of the and and it's not all just women but there are some phenomenal women who whether they're male or female just who they are as people I just love yeah so, me too oh. is, you're right it's an incredible group yeah so enriched <laughs> this real estate industry don't yeah mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Don't ever underestimate it. No. So you were talking about the comparison trap and mm. we did we we were talking about the fact earlier before we started recording. Yeah. I did a presentation last year and talked about the fact that, you know, as women we can't be what we can't see, referencing the lack of female leadership. But I feel now that you can't even be what you can see because if you look at the images on Instagram, for example, it's mm. like there's no way we can live up to those images. Yeah. And it's not just women, all of us. So massive. Yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness. And this is a topic that – and see, this is part of my decision as well because I had all this social media that I knew I had to do. And, yeah, living up to making sure that the angles are right or the what, what does the message mean, what does this photo mean, the, the over-orchestrating of it all. For yep. me personally, yep. I just couldn't do it. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I have to be frank. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because you're not a lazy person. Are you sure it's not? It, it can't be bothered. I just would rather. 
So I see a lot of people doing an incredibly good job at social yes. media, but they're there at every event doing mm. the hashtags and doing mm-hmm. the boomerangs and doing all that sort yeah. of stuff. I would rather experience the event. Ah, so and that's then it. by yeah. the time I get home, I'm too tired. And mm-hmm. then by the time it's tomorrow, it's too late it's almost. Too late. So yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we we spoke about this at Melbourne Cup, not the most recent one, the year before. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, okay. We were sitting next to each other. Yeah, we were, yeah. And I'm there going, oh, because I had Yvette working with me who was building my, you know, profile and... And, right. and she said, right, you've got to get these photos and do this. So I'm sitting at the table madly trying to do all this. And I think, I don't know, the race is about to start. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt I wasn't even present in the moment. And exactly. I know everyone talks about this. Yeah. But for me, and again, I think it's because I'm older. Yeah. I've grown up differently. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, when I was doing all that, and I, and I think you even said to me, what are you doing? Just stop it. And I, <laughs> I said, I have to. And it was that. Yeah. I have to do I this. To. It's feeling that... It's an obligation. And so, yeah, this whole comparison thing, and I felt that very heavily yeah. with what I was about to enter into and, and how I would need to market the program and market myself around it. So all of that just led me, yeah, to making that big decision. And I think this this comparison thing, and I actually just want to thank the wonderful Jackie Jones. Yeah. Recently she knew I was unwell yeah. and she, I kind of shared with her what was happening. And she was great. She put me onto the Daily Stoic. Oh, did she? Okay. Yes. Yeah, she loves that. She does love that. And I love that yeah. too. It's actually been really helpful to me. And, and so the Daily Stoic is an email that comes every day, right? With... Um, Yes. yes. It's an email every day, but they also have a Daily Stoic podcast, oh, which okay. is the email in a po- recorded podcast, but it's like two minutes. Oh, okay. I now listen to it every day over breakfast with oh, my husband. Okay. I go, right, babes, it's time for the Daily Stoic. So, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, because cool. I haven't got time to read and no, read and no. read and read. Sure. So we just do that while we're having breakfast. Nice. But what But the reason I'm mentioning it is... Ryan Holiday, who is behind it, he, I want to get his words right, he said, comparison kills joy. Yes. Something like that. Yes. And that's exactly how I felt. I wasn't joyful in what I was doing anymore. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing it to live up to other people's expectations. And the freedom I have felt, Leanne, since making that decision is extraordinary. I'm just relaxing into me again and I feel more connected with my clients. Nice. I feel more energized around what I'm doing. And I figure there's plenty of online programs out there so people are taken care of. Yes. So I don't, you know what I mean? And I have to just come to terms with that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Good on you. And so has it given you different insights into the issues that some of your clients are facing? Mm, Yes. Well, yes, because I've talked about drawing comparisons that I could see parallels. (laughs) (laughs) I could see parallels between what I was doing and what a lot of my clients come to realise about what they do and why they do things in their businesses so it just made me realize if you're not living true to you and if you're not in alignment with what your values are that is what leads to I felt stress I was starting to feel anxiety which I thankfully never have I was starting to feel so much self-doubt coming up and that's what I see in my clients they are stressed they're anxious about the next listings. They have huge amounts of self-doubt. Can I do this? Am I good enough? Yep. And it's because they're looking at everyone around them. They're looking at their competitors. And you know, and that's not just women, right? That's no. as well. In fact, you know what? More. It's almost more yep. my male yep. clients. Interesting. But I love the fact that they are willing to talk to me about it. Yes, absolutely. I really love that. Yep. And 
when that and this is what's really nice about a coaching relationship is that we have such a wonderful trust between us they they share things with me that some of them say I've never spoken to anyone else about this by having that trust I can then help them realize that it's just focus on you what do you love what makes you feel good what gives you meaning what makes you happy let's build more of that into your business yeah and let's do business on your terms yeah and stop looking around everyone else and you know i see them physically the relief almost like they just relax it's really interesting isn't it where i guess we're just all competitive and we just Mm. we're all focusing on the high gci and everybody's got to do that that's just what we talk about so that's what everybody feels they have to do when in fact it's actually not really about that it's what are your goals what are you why are you doing this yeah and it's precisely that and it's what i said earlier maybe it's that focus on the ambition driven world yeah in fact disregarding or not even giving time to the meaning behind it all because i have a client at the moment who has built an incredible business he has a, a big team lots of hurdles ups and downs and he on more than one occasion has said to me cb I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even know why I need to write the 1.5 to 2 million. Like, what's the point of it all? He yeah. said that on a number of occasions. Yeah, right. And so I, when somebody says that to you, what, mm, do you, what do you say to them? Well, I that's my moment to say, yeah. okay, do we need to take a step back here? Yeah. And do we need to stop looking at the numbers? Yeah. And do we need to start to work out when you get those numbers, what are you going to do with it? What's yeah. the purpose behind that because if you don't and everyone talks about your big why and I know that's what I'm talking about and I find that really a difficult conversation Mm. for a lot of people because they don't really know why they are doing it on a deep level because you've got to go to work and you know most of us have to go to work and earn a living yes and that's why we do it yes Um, so getting to that deeper why is Mm. um, is a real challenge for a lot of people you are spot on and I think a lot of people are lost because they don't know what their why is. Yeah. And I wish I had a bigger, more altruistic why as well, because I'd love to say I'm, I'm doing all of this for some big, great outcome where I'm going to leave a legacy and change the world. I don't have that myself, but I do know what I want, and I want, I want to live... I want to get out of the city. I've got to be honest. Yeah, right. I want this. I want a bit of simplicity in my life. Yes, and I want to get onto some acreage and nice. So that's why I'm doing a lot of what I'm doing. But for my clients, you're right. They they come up blank, and they I see they're quite scared when we start to talk about it. Really, they get a bit why? scared. Well, I think they might interpret that as you know they don't have clarity they don't have meaning and I think they interpret that as what if what I want is not what I'm chasing what does that then mean yeah so they're scared to look too far in case they don't like what they see yep yep yeah and I've helped a few people make some pretty big decisions yeah right and some of them have and this sounds weird so I'm a real estate coach but some of them have realized that real estate is not the right vehicle for them yep anymore yeah and I think we have to be honest about that. Some people have 35-year real estate careers. Yep. Others have 5 and 10. And it's yep. what we said earlier. If that's right for you, go for okay. it. Yeah. Just be try and get some clarity on it Yeah. so that you're not beating yourself up every day and really not getting any closer to what really makes you happy. Happy, yeah. I have people saying to me, oh, Leanne, what's next? What's next for you? It's like, oh, give me a break, will you? Like, Talk about the pressure. Yeah, does there have to be anything next? Aren't mm. I doing enough now? Well, you um, are. Yeah. So, How do you respond to that when they um, ask you? Oh, well, it depends what kind of mood I'm in, quite frankly. Sometimes yeah, I just say yeah. bugger off. 
um, <laughs> yeah. or um, or I really, you know, I just really don't know. And mm. then sometimes I will kind of put pressure on myself because it's like, well, what is next? What mm-hmm. should be next? What can be next? Yeah. So I just don't know. You know the interesting word in that. Yeah. It's what I recognised too f- yeah. when I was looking into myself is what should yeah. be next. It's that should piece. Yeah. And where does that come from? Yeah. Well, from other people. Other people. Yeah. And so I think that's the first thing for anybody listening. If that's going on, if that's how you, you're talking to yourself, yeah. really hear that, chuck that word out. Yeah. And it's more like, you know, what do I want to what be next? What do I want to be next? Yes, that's mm. I know you. Um, our very good friend Tanja yes. talks about you know stop shooting all over yourself. Right, does she? Yeah, I've never yeah. actually heard her say yeah, that. Yeah, it's she a does. Fantastic yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. You Isn't can, that great? You can borrow that from her. She'll be happy. That's yeah. brilliant. I love it, <laughs> and it's so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop so, shooting um, all over yourself. So, what does twenty twenty hold for you? Ah, well, twenty twenty for me is. Saying no. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, and it's funny. It's so ironic because I some of my trainings that I do, a lot of them is about self-discipline and um, accountability. Yeah. And people kind of come to me for that. And one of, the, one of the things I teach everybody is no is the new yes. And it's saying no to others but yes to you. And so I okay. need to say no, but I also want to clarify that it's also saying yes to the right things yeah so for me next year is I am going to I'm going to I've already mapped out what my limits I guess I'm putting some boundaries around how much I commit to yeah so I've worked out my limits for training days or half days for one-on-ones for office coaching and for speaking events yeah right and once they're booked they are booked I'm not going to just say yes to everybody yeah and load it up because you know the thing is not that I hope and, and the feedback I've got is that none of my clients feel that I'm overloaded, but I have felt it. And that's – I don't like that. No. I don't want to feel like that. No. So that's the big thing for me, and that's mm-hmm. going, going to be hard. Yes, for sure. Well, because you want to help, right? And yeah. And there are so many people that you really care about in the industry. And yes. so if somebody says, oh, can you squeeze this in? I know. Then that, your natural tendency will be, oh, all right then. And I have. Because that's exactly what I do as well. Yeah, and I yeah. do because yeah. I, when someone's in pain – or lost, or they don't have support, yep. which I hear all the time in offices. That would be the one thing, man, if we could get that right. Really? Wow. So talk to me about that for a second. What sort of support do people need that they're not getting? Look, I know that the principal hat is a very difficult hat to wear, yes, especially yes. when you're a selling principal. Totally. I get it. If a principal is, and this is my opinion, if the principal is choosing to be a selling principal, they need to have somebody in that office who can support their sales agents. That's what I believe. Okay. And here's the thing. Yeah. Principals will say. Can't um, afford it. Can't afford it. But the rub here is, but if your agents have support, like the support they come to me for. Yeah. And I've just left a session this morning with three agents. We've got a small group coaching thing happening. And one of them said they've done double what they've done ever before in the six months we've been together. Yeah. All of them have done better than ever before. They're all on track for their half-year plan. Yeah. So with the support, the principal will have so much more revenue. Yes. It's this, and I understand the chicken and egg thing on that. I really do. But that's the support I'm talking about because... Right. And um, so what sort of put, what do they need? What uh, salespeople need? It is so simple. You know what it is? What? And I had a high-performing agent who I'm starting to work with in 2020. Yeah. Conversation with him yesterday and he said, and he's right up there, and yep. he said, I just want someone to believe in me. Oh, wow. That's simple. Oh, wow. And so what I hear from that is, 
no one in his environment is giving him that type of encouragement, recognition. And I, and I often say to a lot of my clients, am I hearing that you just need to know someone's got your back? Yeah. And they all say yes. Wow. And it's as simple as, as that. that. How good is that? It's massive. And on that note, we've been talking for 30 minutes or more, which is, you know. Oh, my God. It feels like 10. No, it's just gone so fast. I could talk to you all afternoon and let's face it, we probably will because we are going for lunch We are going for lunch. Um, Long overdue. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And good luck for 2020. Thanks, Leanne. You too.